And yes, I am Mo Quick. It's the Mo Show. So I brought Issa Prescott in here. He's the owner of Life Bistro, which is an alkaline vegetarian bistro, right? Yes, it's an alkaline vegan restaurant. We have vegan options. We have alkaline options. So pretty much a, a vegan paradise for anybody trying to eat healthy. You know what? Because that's definitely the wave these days. I know it's weird in our community. We normally extra the oil, extra the salt, <laughs> extra all the stuff we're not really supposed to have. But Atlanta seems like they're trying to do a little better these days. Yeah, I think uh, the whole vegan wave is really catching on. It's a little trendy right now. So Life Bistro is a place where you can go to make sure that the food is not only tantalizingly delicious. That's on our website. But it's also healthy. We really try to focus on the health aspect of the vegan food. Because sometimes you'll have vegan food, but it's just as bad as the other food, right? <laughs> exactly. No that, names. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> um, I'm not going to name any food products. But I will say that, um, you know, it, it can definitely go downhill when, it, when we're talking about vegan food, especially with some of the meat substitutes and things that, you know, just have a lot of oil and uh, certain ingredients that just might not you know, might not do so well inside the body. Okay, so let's talk about your journey because Issa is obviously, if you can't tell from his voice, he's a black male. Um, <laughs> you come from where we come from, and vegetarian sounds weird. Alkaline sounds weirder. So how would you go from being a carnivore to an alkaline vegan? Yeah, so I, I came up in the Afrocentric vegetarian <laughs> vegan community, straight out the West End. You know how that is. Um, and so I kind of grew up, you know, eating vegetarian food, got away from it a little bit as I started to grow older, but I came back to it as an adult. And I, for me, it really was a slow transition. I started out just saying, okay, I'm not going to do any fried foods, eating baked chicken crazy, like crazy almost every single day. Um, from there I went pescatarian, um, after getting tired of eating fish for a whole year, I said, okay, let me just try to go vegan. And um, from there, I found out about Dr. Sabi, and mm. I transitioned into an alkaline diet, um, which was the catalyst for that really was a five-day juice fast. Um, I didn't eat any food, just uh, cold-pressed juice for five days straight um, and some herbs, meditation. And from there, I really gained the discipline to understand that if I'm out somewhere and there aren't any healthy food options, I can wait, right? I went five days without eating food, so I know I can go a couple hours to wait till I either get home or get somewhere where I can get some healthy food. That sounds like extreme discipline. Do you have to be, like, really disciplined? Some of us, we're so busy, we don't think, um, let me not stop here, grab some French fries on the way home, you know? <laughs> let me not take this bag of chips that my job has sitting on the counter. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's about balance, right? So if 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 about... 80% of the time I'm eating really healthy, then I feel like it's okay for every now and then I'm going to have a little fun. So if I'm going out to eat and I'm at a restaurant, I might step away from my alkaline diet a little bit. Or if I'm on vacation and, you know, I'm at a really nice restaurant and I want to just try some of the food that they have because I know it's going to be an experience, I'll go ahead and break out of my diet a little bit. But I feel confident about doing that because I know that my body is is pretty much filled with healthy ingredients all the time. I'm always eating healthy and exercising. So it's okay to cheat a little bit on those on those different days like that. Okay, so let's say we do use a little bit of self-discipline and we do get our body on a much better regimen. What's the difference between eating how you used to and now the differences you're noticing in your body when you made the switch? Oh, man, the differences are incredible. For one, um, 
you know, I never really considered myself to be overweight. But when I look back at the pictures, I'm like, wait, that was a lot of extra meat just like <laughs> extra you <laughs> sitting, sitting on my body and on my skin and around my neck area, my face. And, you know, my, my eyes started to clear up. I started to get more energy. I started being able to wake up early in the morning. Um, and then the, one of the best feelings is the way you feel after you eat. So I just remember uh, a lot of times getting full, getting the itis, getting real sleepy. The itis. You know, that's not a, that's a black people thing. Side note. If you don't know what it is, go get your black card. Give it in. Go ahead and look up the itis if you don't know what that is. But basically, that feeling you get when you eat so much food, Ready to sleep. your stomach is mm-hmm. almost starts to hurt because you've eaten so much. And since I've made that transition into a vegan diet, you know, I, my food digests a lot better. It, I'm not holding on to it for a long time. And, you know, a lot of us um, are holding on to a lot of meals. So, you know, we need to I know this the radio, but we got to think about how many times we're going to the bathroom each day. Right. If we're if you're eating three to five times today, we should be going to the bathroom three to five times a day. And so that was one of the huge, biggest things I noticed is that a lot of the extra weight was just coming from holding on to those extra meals. And so wow. um, that's that's just something to think about. You know, yeah. don't want to get into the details, but no, definitely, you're right, because if you're not using the restroom you're holding on to all that waste imagine how much waste is in your body every day day after day month after month Mm -hmm. year after year Mm -hmm. that's sick exactly you should go purge yeah so you know that that's one of the things i noticed um also it it just really helped me to focus on my holistic health so after i started to focus on the things i was eating it would really inspire me to say okay well I'm putting all this energy into my food and being healthy there. What are some er- other areas in my life that I really need to focus on to, wow. to really be more healthy? So, you know, I started making sure I was exercising every day. Now I got a, I got a trainer and I'm going to the gym. So um, just just really trying to create a healthy lifestyle. Even got a therapist, started going to therapy um, and, and doing more, more uh, meditation and yoga and things like that. It sounds like your transition with food helped you love yourself a little bit more because when you love something, you take care of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it made me realize that, OK, this food is just one aspect of our health. And, and, and that's where I, and that's what I mean when I talk about balance. Right. We can we can really focus in on one thing, but you might be neglecting some area, other areas in your life mm-hmm. that you really can improve on. Wow. OK, so. Say I'm thinking about it. All right, you're convincing me. I want to make the switch from being a carnivore and eating fried food, greasy, fat, all kind of stuff, to thinking about possibly either being a vegetarian or an alkaline vegetarian. What are some things I need to know about switching? Well, I would say really take it in phases, right? So what I did, um, I didn't do everything all at once. It wasn't a cold turkey transition. The first thing I did was, okay, maybe I can just uh, stop eating fried foods for a couple of days a week. And then that couple of days a week extended out to a whole year. For some people, that's really difficult. I would say maybe you could try just one day a week that you don't eat dairy or that you do like a meatless Monday. Um, And then once you get comfortable with that, you can slowly start to get more and more strict with your diet. Because the key is longevity, right? You don't want to do like a a two-week challenge where you're, eating super healthy, but then at the end of that two weeks, you go right back to eating what you were eating. That's not going to help you with your health um, in, in, sense, in the sense of longevity. So we really want to create habits that are long-lasting. Um, and so make that transition nice and slow. Don't judge yourself. Feel okay with it, right? Because the main thing is 
if if you're stressing yourself out about the food that you're eating and you're being so strict that it's affecting your mental health, now you're you're adding more negative benefits. So mm-hmm. we we want to take away the food guilt, right? Don't don't feel guilty about the food that you're eating. That can have a negative impact on your health with the stress levels. Um, and really just take baby steps, you know. Um, and from there, <clears throat> you know, you might you might cut out fried foods. The next step may be to say, okay, maybe I can start to to pull back from dairy. There's a lot of plant-based cheeses out there so that you don't have to eat, you know, uh, cheese and dairy products directly from a cow. By now, everyone should know about all the different plant-based milks out there. You got almond milk, coconut milk. You got uh, oat milk, oh, right? Like, <laughs> so um, I remember when we were younger, we used to drink a lot of soy milk. Um, you know, we've learned a little bit more about how soy can have a negative impact on our body. So um, there's estrogen in soy and, and different things that can cause uh, negative uh, negative health things for men and women when we consume uh, overabundance of soy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of the soy that's actually grown in this country is used to feed cattle. And oh, it's wow. mostly GMO created. So, and I never really know what is GMO. Uh, Everyone just, throws it around like we know what it, it is. It just means that it's a genetically modified object or genetically modified food. So, uh, when we get into some of the teachings of Dr. Sabi, we learn really what alkaline food is, which means basically that it's a natural food, natural to this earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, once humans got their hands on food and started learning more about farming and how to clone seeds and hybridize food, we started to create some of our own foods. And Mm -hmm. there's some foods out there that you might not even believe were man-made, like corn and, uh, like, wheat and and rice and some of those things. Rice, no. Regular white rice, right? It it causes a lot of health problems just because it's a genetically modified food. Um, And all of those foods create mucus in our bodies um, that creates acid, and that acid is really where diseases create and start to fester. Um, so the, the more we can try to lean more towards an alkaline diet, the more we can get away from a lot of diseases that really plague, and I'm going to be honest, the, the black community more than anything. So we really got to focus on some of those things uh, for our own health purposes. Wow, that's crazy. You know, a lot of people, and I'm just going to put the conspiracy in the air, a lot of people say that Dr. Sabi was killed because he was trying to save our community. And just simple knowledge as such, like I can imagine how many people could live longer, more thriving lives if they just stop eating corn, <laughs> corn <laughs> and rice. Wait, what? That's well, I, crazy. What I would say is just look into, you know, the there's plenty of them online. Look, look up the Dr. Sabi food list. Mm. And what he says is if it's not on that list, don't eat it. Um, try to stick to alkaline foods. But I would just say take baby steps, right? You don't have to go strictly alkaline right away. You can uh, take your time with it. All right. So Dr. Sabi has a list of things to eat. Does he have a list of things not to eat, or is the list to eat better and easier? So the way he explains it, if it's not on the list, don't eat it. Um, Now, I would take that with, you know, uh, no pun intended, take that with a grain of salt. Um, You know, there might be some foods that we learn over time that maybe they're not on that list, but they also have some healing properties, you know, like things like garlic are not on that list. But we all know that if you, you know, you feel like you got a cold coming on, it's good to take some garlic because it's a healing, it's a healing food. Um, but the, but the main food, if you're chopping it up, <laughs> it will uh, make your <laughs> <My> breath, fingers. <laughs> bad breath warning on the garlic. But definitely I remember my grandma used to give us the garlic cloves and we'd chew it and it'll knock anything Ooh. out. 
she made you chew them? <laughs> yes. Grammy. I know she got some pills somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so you know, we've we've gotten into the humans have gotten away from our natural diet, right? So especially um our melanated people in America, we've gotten away from what we traditionally ate when we were in the motherland and things like that. So um the reason why Dr. Sabi I think taught what he taught was just because, you know, we, we're in the healing process. We have to heal ourselves. We have to heal our bodies. And he's presenting foods that he knows will reverse some of the negative things that we've done to ourselves through our diet. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So now we got to talk about meals. You know, if I'm going through life and I see a window, a Chick-fil-A, a Starbucks, (laughs) you know, I'm stopping. It's easy for me. I'm on the way home. But if I'm trying to change my lifestyle, it's not readily available. So I have to keep in mind meals that I can eat and that are quick for me. Give me at least three of them that I can cook real quick. Well, I would say for breakfast, the smoothies always a go to for me because I know I can get my fruit. I can get my antioxidants and then I can put other additives in there for protein. I can add things like hemp seeds, like walnuts, chia seeds. Uh, to to get that full body, everybody trying to do the gate the weight gain thing. Um, so the smoothies a good one. Another good quick breakfast item. Wait, wait, wait! Before you say the smoothie, give me a good okay. smoothie recipe. Yeah, a good smoothie recipe that I like. You can either use water or some type of plant based milk. I usually use coconut milk. Um, a banana. I usually try to use burrow banana or baby bananas, um, and then strawberries, uh, mangoes blueberries, any type of fruit that you love. And then to sweeten it, I will use dates, which is a, a really good fruit that ha- that kind of naturally sweetens it without having to add sugar or agave or anything like that. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to blend that up, and, and it's, it's delicious, it's fulfilling, um, and it's really nutritious as well. Does it matter if the fruits are frozen or fresh? Personally, I mean, I, I'm, I do think there's research that says that you lose some of the nutrients when the fruits are frozen. But me personally, I like that frozen cold smoothie. So I freeze my fruit. Most of the time, I'm just buying a bunch of fruit and I chop it up myself and then I freeze it. Or I'll just get the frozen already bagged fruit and I use that because um, okay. I like my smoothies nice and cold and frosty. Okay, because I use frozen. I'm like, oh, no, yes. don't tell me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's nothing too, too wrong with uh, eating the frozen fruit in the smoothies. Awesome. I love it. Okay, now lunch. Okay, for lunch, um, okay, let's see. One thing you could do for lunch is you could do like a kale salad. Um, What I usually like to do, I'll cut up the kale. I'll put a little olive oil on there. Um, If you've ever heard of coconut aminos, it's kind of like soy sauce, but it's like a healthier version of that. Um, You could also season it with something like nutritional yeast. Uh, That's something you could find in the health food store. Uh, maybe a little bit of salt, a little bit of onion powder, massage that in real good. Sometimes I even add in the avocado to give it a, a more of a kind of like a dressing type of feel. Um, some some diced onions. I mean, you could really have fun with the kale salad. Um, and but then, the kale is so rough. Like when you chew it, you're like you're chewing and you're chewing. Yes, yes. And that's why you got to like really massage that dressing in there. So when you put the olive oil on there and all of those seasonings, you got, I mean, y'all can't see my hands right but now. They're but they're moving. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm demonstrating the, the massaging motion that you got to do with that kale to soften it up and really let all those flavors soak into it. Okay. Would um, you um, suggest some type of vinegar to? Yeah, you can do vinegar. Uh, I usually prefer lime juice to give it that nice. acidic flavor. 
Um, and also that's one of the alkaline foods that Dr. Sabi recommends, especially the key limes. Yeah, um, somebody told me if you put key limes in water, it's now alkaline water. Absolutely, yeah. So Because the, the key limes, the alkaline juice in the limes is going to alkalize that water for you. And they uh, told me if you do it to tequila, it's tequila alkaline. Uh, well, I, I'm not going <laughs> to go on the, go on record saying that, but hey, you got to have a little fun sometimes, right? Shout out Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean with the kale, you can have fun with it. You can turn it into a wrap. You could just eat it with the as a salad, maybe get you some seaweed uh, chips or wafers and eat it with that. Um, add avocado to it. Um, sometimes I like to make a sandwich out of sliced portobello mushrooms. Might throw that in the air fryer to make them real crispy nice. um, with some lettuce, tomato. I, I like to do spelt bread that I get from either Whole Foods or Seven Onda, some a place bread. like that. Yeah, so um, I was going to get into <clears throat> more about like some of the things on Dr. Sabi's food list. So uh, he talks about how wheat is acidic because it's man-made. So spelt is one of those ancient grains that's healthy for us, that is, that's really easy for us to digest. Mm. Um, and you can find spelt bread at any health food store. I usually go to Whole Foods or 7 under to get mine. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a guilt-free way of eating that bread because we do get addicted to that bread. Sometimes. Bread is just amazing. <laughs> like, what is up with bread? Yes. I don't know. I, I ate two sandwiches yesterday, and I didn't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and dinner. Okay, so for dinner, I'm going to go with, I'm going to start simple, like with the first thing I ever made as a chef, which is spaghetti, right? Um, and when it's when it comes to the noodles, I, I, I usually prefer the chickpea noodles because not only are they gluten-free, but the chickpeas are alkaline food. Um, you don't have to eat the wheat there, which is acidic. Um, you could also go with the zucchini noodles, so get you a spiralizer, and you could either eat it raw or you could warm warm those up. And um, it's sometimes it's hard to find a vegan spaghetti sauce, but if you go to a health food store, but whoa, whoa, vegan spaghetti sauce is just tomato, right? Well, sometimes they will put um, different meats inside of the spaghetti sauce, and then I'm also off. I'm also usually looking for a spaghetti sauce that doesn't have the added sugar in it because they often do put a lot of sugar in yes, spaghetti sugar. in the spaghetti sauce. So I'm looking for a spaghetti sauce without sugar um, that is vegan. Hopefully that doesn't contain soy. So it's a lot of things to look out for. But I have found some a couple good brands around, like at places like Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, even Kroger. If you look through all of the different food items, you usually can find what you want. Um, and that's another thing I should talk about, which is when you are grocery shopping, make sure you're looking at the ingredients of the foods that yeah, you buy. Yeah, we just grab it, <laughs> look for the word pesto, and we out. Man, I remember, like, going shopping before I, I ate like that, and I literally would just buy food based on the price, right? Okay, which is the cheapest one? Let me grab that, throw it in the cart. But now I'm literally buying food based on the ingredients. Everything I buy, I'm grabbing it, I'm flipping it around. And I'm looking at everything that's in there. Wow, such a conscious eater. Absolutely. And um, I mean, now now that I pretty much have products that I know are already healthy and vegan friendly, I don't have to do it as much. But whenever it's like a new food item uh, that I haven't tried before, or a new product, I'm, the first thing I'm doing is looking at the ingredients just to make sure it's at least mostly an alkaline food. Um, but that's But that's the thing about grocery stores. You want to stay away from the middle of the grocery store, which is all the packaged foods, all the colorful boxes, all of the great marketing. Mm -hmm. And you want to stick to the outside where they got the fresh fruit, the produce. If you are eating uh, meats and things like that, try to get it fresh. 
you know, get it from the butcher so you know that it's coming uh, from an actual whole animal and not processed meats. You know, the World, the World Health Organization that let us know that processed meats are actually just as dangerous as uh, smoking cigarettes. They classify so as a class one carcinogen. Well, you know, uh, the, the food companies, they got to get their money too, right? Wow. And, and honestly, you know, there are conspiracies out there to say the government's trying to kill us, but it's really not about that. A lot of times it just boils down to cost savings. Um, a lot of times companies will put certain products in their food to extend the shelf life so that it doesn't go bad. They're putting preservatives in there so that it can make it to market and they can still turn a dollar and make a profit, um, which doesn't necessarily make them evil companies. But you as a consumer, you just have to be educated and understand what you're getting yourself into when you are going for some of those uh, man-made products in the grocery store. Man, that is crazy. Issa Prescott from Life Bistro. <laughs> um, he's in here expanding our palates, opening up our minds. And I want to ask you, is your journey from making the transition, making the switch from carnivore to alkaline vegetarian, is that what inspired you to open up Life Bistro? Absolutely. So I always wanted to be a chef. Even when I was eight years old, I told my mom I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be a chef. Um, I got away from it a little bit, got into corporate America. But then um, when I went vegan, I got excited about cooking again. And, um, you know, I, when I once I went alkaline, I realized that really, there really weren't a lot of resources out there for alkaline recipes, not a lot of cookbooks, and definitely not a lot of restaurants. Mm. And so in Atlanta, um, what I noticed is that we really didn't have a lot of vegan fine dining restaurants. We have a lot of fast food to go places where you can go get it real quick. Um, maybe you can eat it in the lobby and, or eat it in your car or something like that, but not a lot of places where you can really have a, a, a holistic dining experience. And so <clears throat> we're wow, not, that's funny. Hold on. Pause. When I envision life bistro, I'm thinking of a, a takeout. Yes. And, and you're probably thinking that just because most of the vegan spots in Atlanta are wow. like that, but life bistro is actually vegan fine dining restaurant. We have uh, we have a stage, so we do live music every Friday. Oh, wow. It's full service, so we bring you the linen with the real silverware. You can sit down, enjoy a meal with your family, a uh, very family-oriented environment. Uh, we're usually playing something really cool on our on our uh, overhead, not overhead projector, but <laughs> we got a big projector screen on the wall. We're always doing something like that. Um, wow. we, we do events. Um, but, yeah, we're really all about creating – the full dining experience where we bring the food to you. Um, we have cold pressed juice. We do appetizers. We've got desserts. Uh, right now we got a really good peach and cherry cobbler. You have a cobbler? <laughs> yes, we have a peach and How cherry cobbler. How do you cobbler. do that vegetarian style? <laughs> it's so good. Uh, for the crust, we use a spelt crust, so which makes it an alkaline food. Yeah. I know a lot of the alkaline foodies out there are looking for where can they find really good, delicious alkaline food and life be sure is your place for that that's crazy so where is it so we're located at 2036 sylvan road that's southwest atlanta about five minutes south of downtown uh in the same neighborhood i grew up in so uh really proud to have the restaurant over there it's traditionally a food desert uh, but with Life Bistro and other restaurants that are coming to the area, like Arden's Garden, it's now becoming this really cool oasis of healthy food. So that's what we want it to be. Um, we see, we finally see the property value raising in that neighborhood of Capitol Hill, Capitol View, uh, Capitol View, and Sylvan Hills. Um, which you know, I've I've been in that neighborhood my entire life. 
Uh, my sister has a, a salon right across from my restaurant called oh Yaya's. Um, and she, because she opened her business in that in that uh, plaza, it really showed me and gave me the inspiration to know that, hey, I could do the same thing. Mm. And, um, you know, developed a relationship with the landlords um, after working with her and her business. And then eventually uh, we turned what was formerly a coffee shop uh, into Life Bistro. Nice. That is so dope. So be honest now. What's the price range to a vegan sit-in alkaline yeah. spot? So um, I would say if you're if you're doing the full experience, that means you're enjoying some cold-pressed juice. We also serve beer, wine, and rum punch and things like that. If you're if you're having an alcoholic beverage, or and if you're also going for the appetizer, the entree, and the dessert, um, anywhere from thirty to fifty bucks per person. Which really still isn't a lot when you think about Wait the a prices for in Atlanta. Everything? Yes, for everything. There's so, no way. Yeah, we're gonna um, go broke, Issa. <laughs> I want you to know that, okay? <laughs> right, we gotta increase our prices eventually. Um, but I mean, we really want want to make sure that it's still affordable for yeah. people. Um, not everyone can afford to spend an exorbitant amount of money, um, and we want to make uh, healthy food accessible to people. But also understand that we can create this really cool fine dining, black-owned experience in our own neighborhood. Wow, that is awesome. And Instagram, how can we find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Life Bistro ATL. Uh, That's where we post all of the updates about our live musicians that we do every Friday. Um, Also, my personal Instagram is ATL underscore vegan. I've been working that page for some years, even before we had. (laughs) (laughs) Right, give my followers up, please. Oh, but yeah, even before I had Life Bistro, ATL Vegan was a platform that I used to promote veganism and it. to really just show people that, you know, they're, being vegan can be fun. And I was traveling all around the country, mm. posting pictures of like the best vegan restaurants around the country. And um, it, it wasn't until I was started posting my own vegan food that I started noticing that even before I had my restaurant, that people were uh, giving a bigger response to the food that I was cooking at home than the really nice restaurants I was going to in L.A. and Chicago. So that was one of the things that gave me the confidence to open up my restaurant. Um, Yeah, and here we are today. Oh, I love that. You guys heard it here. If you want to follow Issa, make sure you do so. You want to support a black business that is giving us longer lives. Um, Do it. Go to Life Bistro today. See what you can change your life into just from one meal. I hope that'll inspire them to go ahead and continue on that great way. Right. That's all it takes. (laughs) Just that one time knowing that it's possible to eat something that's good and it actually tastes amazing. That's what we're really worried about eating vegetables or like, no, it's not going to be good. (laughs) And if you do come, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, get the Rasta pasta. (laughs) The seafood Rasta pasta, it's got vegan shrimp made from konjac root, so no soy. Um, It's got a creamy coconut-based Alfredo sauce Mm. with the jerk seasoning, and it's topped with mango salsa and chimichurri. So, I mean, everyone who's ever tasted it, Loves it. We had Tabitha Brown come through a couple weeks ago. Love her. She's hilarious. She she absolutely (laughs) fell in love with the food. We've been getting a lot of business ever since she came, so we really appreciate her. Um, Country Wayne eats there all the time. He's vegan? Yeah, Country Wayne is vegan. Um, Yeah, so all the the big vegans, they know they got to come through and stop through Life Bistro whenever they're in Atlanta. 
love it. Uh, we had NLE Chopper come through a couple he times. He's not vegan. <laughs> I don't know if he's that vegan. That dude is not vegan. <laughs> I don't think he's vegan, but he's definitely on his health conscious. You know, okay. he's he's with the herbs, and they were giving out herbs at one of his conf- at one of his concerts. Like what kind of herbs? <laughs> hey, yeah. I didn't check the bag, but <laughs> but yeah, man. So um, people are really loving the food. We've been open for about two and a half years now. Oh, I love. We it. we opened up literally uh, two weeks before. The pandemic hit mm. and the people supported us. They made sure that we stayed open the whole entire time. And um, we did close the dining room temporarily, but we were doing to go and we made it through that, reopened the dining room, and then here we are today. I love it. I think I'm going to stop there after work. I'm not going to lie. Come on through. You well, sold I, I, me with I brought the you, I brought you some sweet and spicy oyster mushrooms. So you let me know what you think about those. Oh, I love it. Look, JT's calling. He wants to say <laughs> hi. Shout out DJ JT. Of course, this is another edition. We've been hearing from Issa Prescott, the owner of Life Bistro. Make sure you join us again. We're going to do some more getting your life together. Okay.